Saying no can be one of the most liberating things that you do in your life. We often think we need to say yes all of the time because we want to make others happy. And we say yes to ourselves often to get that quick dopamine drip, that momentary happiness that doesn't last. But I want us to dig deeper into why it is actually okay to say no to other people and to yourself. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast. If you are new here, my name is Justin. This is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga in a practical and everyday way, one small step at a time to become happier people. First of all, I want to apologize again for the uh, audio issues in the very last episode. I hope that you enjoy this brand new audio that's coming. I love it. I hope you love it too. And so we're heading forward because we know things happen. But I will never, ever, for you and for me both, compromise the authenticity of when I record things. Because I believe when I record things, things come out, and I believe that they will not come out again when I re-record. So that's why I love to be authentic with them. So as we move into today's episode, I want to remind you all that you can click any of the links, whether you're listening to this podcast on a podcast platform or whether you are listening to it on YouTube, there's links in the descriptions that will engage with me in Instagram, where you can follow me on Instagram. You can buy me a coffee or engage in listener support. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can take advantage of Kenzie's sweet treats, which she's offering 15% off to all Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast listeners. And so I want to thank you all for your support as we move forward in our journey together. And You know, I was thinking about this episode and what I wanted to talk about before I even planned it, and I got inspired by this example from my own life. You see, as a yoga teacher who teaches in a yoga studio, you often find that you might be asked to substitute for other instructors when they're sick, when they're away, when they can't make it, and the list goes on and on, especially if you yourself have training in all different forms of yoga like I do. And I remember when I was a newer yoga teacher that I would say yes to a lot of subbing for other teachers. And when that happened, what I noticed being of my own decision-making and what I had to learn the hard way was that I lost my own practice because I was teaching so much. And so it was time to start saying no to subbing so frequently so I didn't lose my own practice. And I firmly, firmly Firmly, I cannot say this enough, wholeheartedly believe with my entire being that if you are teaching anything to anyone, you better fucking be practicing it too. And I'm going to say that word fuck again, because when I say that, I am really serious about it. When you are teaching something to someone else like yoga, you should be practicing it. So if you're not, that means to me that what you say when you're in the front of the room teaching it doesn't matter because you're not practicing it yourself. But that's not just for teaching yoga. That could be for teaching anything. You have to be the student before you're the teacher. And while you're the teacher, you should also be the student. Because I believe teaching yoga is an honor and a blessing, but it is also worth noting 
that we work hard as yoga teachers to learn all of the things that are involved when you teach yoga, like anatomy and philosophy and safe sequencing, general safety practices, methodology, so on and so forth. So if you're also a yoga teacher who's listening to this, which we actually do have many yoga teachers who do listen to this podcast, I want you to give yourself credit because teaching yoga and learning to teach it is a grueling process, but it is also well worth it. And that example of saying no to substituting a lot gave me the inspiration for this episode. And that's what we're talking about this month on this podcast, doing the things that are grueling or that we don't want to always do to yield the best results. So be sure that if you have not listened to the episode that aired last week, which was on June 13th, that was entitled, Why Should You Get Up When the Alarm Rings? Make sure that if you haven't listened to that episode, you do listen to it because that episode provides a really solid foundation for what happiness really means in your life, how it feels when you garner more happiness and purpose in your daily life, and what the basis is for the teachings in these episodes that I'm giving you for the month of June and where they stem from. And a quick reminder for all of us, just in one sentence, I, I really encourage you again, though, to listen to that last episode, not the last episode, two episodes ago, but really listen to it because I'm going to just recap in one sentence, but I want you to dig deeper by listening to that episode if you haven't, that in order to be able to live in your purpose and find more happiness, we initiate tapas in yoga, and that's self-discipline, or also translated as a verb to heat, meaning you're burning off the crap so that you can clear your path forward. So we're going to start burning with today's training on why it is okay to say no to others, and even more importantly, to say no to yourself. So let's get into that and start with the self. Saying no to yourself means that you are living authentically. Now, what does that mean? Well, let me give you an example. We talked in the last episode about doing the things that are going to prepare you for the next day. So when that thought comes up in your mind that you can sit down and have a glass or two or three or a bottle of wine before you get your clothes ready for the next day or your bag ready for the next day or your lunches for school or whatever it is, your water bottle, you basically have two choices when that thought pops into your mind. You can say yes to having the wine, or you can say no and go get your shit done. And when it's done, then you can sit down and have your glass of wine or whatever you're going to be doing. Now, what does this have to do with authenticity? Well, it has to do with the fact that you are living in purpose. Your true authentic self is the self that is going to be the self that is making decisions for the true authentic purpose of your life, whatever that may be in whatever stage of life you may be in. Making this decision regarding the wine and getting ready for tomorrow will train you to do this with other things, which we're gonna talk about in a moment. But if you can do this with a simple glass of wine, or maybe even telling yourself no to staying in bed when the alarm rings, right? You are going to have an easier time telling people no when you don't want to do something. Now, you see in yoga, our purpose, our dharma, 
is something that we're striving to live and fulfill. That place in your gut that makes you just feel so alive. You know that feeling. It's that feeling that you get when something really that you love comes into your life and it makes you feel a way, right? You know what that feeling feels like. It, it excites you. It makes you feel like you're alive. That is your dharma. This is where you make the decisions for yourself about what to do and what not to do. An example of this is if you know that you need to exercise because you want to be healthy, you want to feel good, you want to strengthen your muscles so that life doesn't feel like a chore to move physically through, like getting in and out of the car, like going up and down the stairs, like lifting up your grandchildren, like opening up a cupboard that's above you, then you need to exercise, even though most of the time you do not want to. So in that example, you would say, okay, I'm going to do this, even though I don't want to do it. But on the reverse, if your friends invite you out to the club regularly and you keep saying yes because you just want to fit in, but you yet you really don't want to do it <laughs> because you'll wake up the next morning feeling hungover and tired and unable to tackle your day, then this is the time to say no because you do not want to. That's the time to say no because you don't want to. Because even though you said yes to exercising, you know that if you say no to exercising, it's not going to benefit you. But you know that saying no to going out to the club regularly is going to benefit you. So you need to weigh that out. You need to decide when to say yes and when to say no, depending on if it is aligning with your purpose. That's what you must decide. So understand there's a huge difference here, a difference in why you are saying no to doing the things you do not want to do. Now, telling yourself no is really hard, but you can start there because guess what? The only person who answers to you when it comes to your decisions regarding your life and your purpose is you. Nobody else in this world will ever be able to feel your purpose the way you do, not even your partner, because your partner has their own purpose. And when you're with someone in a relationship like that, and you grow together in fulfillment and purpose, that is a whole nother beautiful thing that happens when you're in that state of love with the other person flowing together. But each person on the earth is a unique person. So your purpose is not always the same as the other person's purpose, nor will it make you feel the same as the other person will feel. Creatively and purposely driven, we are all different. So you are the only one who knows how the decisions will affect your purpose. So as we begin to talk about saying no to other people, let's uncover why we say yes to others so often. And psychological research tells us we say yes so often because of one thing. You guessed it, we're afraid. Our society teaches us that we say yes so often because no is impolite or that maybe you're an inconsiderate person. And then you start to feel obligated. And then what happens? What happens? You lose your purpose because you are then outwardly trying to please everyone else out of fear of what might happen when you say no. This is common. This is normal. And this is part of something that all humans experience. But it is important to say no to others for a variety of reasons. And these are the three reasons why it's really important 
to say no to other people. Number one, it is a way to set boundaries. Number two, it is a form of self-care. And number three, you can begin to recognize concerning behaviors in yourself and others. So let's go through those one by one. Number one, setting boundaries. Well, boundaries are an essential part of living a healthy life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard me do episodes on boundaries. The research is all out there. Boundaries are a way to lead a healthy life, period. I mean, take it from someone like me who lived a very unhealthy life for decades. Setting boundaries is absolutely necessary. If you do not want your children out of your house past 8 p.m., you set a boundary. If you do not want your cousins over your house making a mess, you set a boundary. If you do not want to go out with your friends on a daily or weekly basis and get drunk and lose track of time or what you said or what you did, and then you have all these regrets and blah, 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 you set a boundary. You set boundaries for who? Not other people, for you. They are a way to communicate to the world what you will and what you will not tolerate. And saying no to things is setting boundaries. Oh, and by the way, something I read in my research that I loved was this, and I'm going to tell you what it is right now. It was this. It said, it is okay to say no to a friend request on social media because not everyone is your friend. Like, I teach on social media often. I practice this stuff on social media. But to see that, really gave me like that whoa moment. Like, okay, I know that not everybody's your friend, but that word friend request that Facebook has or follower that Instagram has, listen, not everybody's your friend and not everybody's your follower. They are looking at you for different purposes, okay? So understand, you do not have to accept everyone else's friend request. Guess what else that is? A boundary. Number two, let's talk about self-care. So, a basic example of self-care here is that if you are really stretched thin, like with your finances, for example, and someone asks you to borrow money and you give it to them, and then you can't, because you've done that, you cannot pay your rent, and now you face an eviction process, guess who is the person who is lost in that transaction? That's right, you. Now, this goes deeper than just that basic example. If you do not like how someone is talking to you, or they are verbally abusing you, or they are manipulating you, you have the power to say no, no more, or walking out of someone's life or placing someone else at a distance is also saying no, because you are caring for yourself more than listening to someone speak to you like that. And one final thing when it comes to self-care, research and studies show us that if you train yourself to say no to things that do not align with your purpose and your self-care, your overall health, the quality of your relationships, and your entire well-being increases and lasts for years to come. An example of that is your friend group. Look at your friend group. Your friend group shifts or changes when you come into more self-care because you are more apt to say no to the friends who are living maybe destructive lives, who are doing those things that are destructive, they're self-destructive. And so you don't want a part of that anymore because you are trying to grow out of that behavior. And that's not to say that those are bad people because that's certainly not the case. 
they are just not ready to make changes just yet. And they will come to that point when and if they are ever ready. Now, number three, this one is a little bit more serious and it is recognizing the behaviors in yourself and others. Now, as you tap more into self-care and boundaries, et cetera, et cetera, you are going to start noticing behavior patterns even more so that you will notice a key difference in yourself and others when you start going down this route of changing your behavior and being purpose-driven. By this, what we're talking about is that these tools are being used for empowerment and personal development. So if you find that you're, for yourself specifically first, that you start to withdraw or you lose interest in things or your eating patterns change or you feel isolated or depressed, it's time to seek professional help and attention, which is easily accessible and it's easily available. In fact, as I often say, you should always be talking to your trusted medical professional for advice if you feel like things are too overwhelming for you. And that may want, mean one thing to you and one thing to someone else. So you may also recognize these signs, not only in yourself, but maybe in others. These are signs of a potential serious health condition, almost as though if you've ever been involved, like in an intervention with someone, when you're trying to help someone else with a substance abuse problem, when you practice self-care and boundaries and saying no and all of these things, you start to be extremely mindful and in tune to behavior patterns. Why? Because you're doing the work. You're doing the work. You're living in tapas. You are burning away the crap so that you can head down the path to help yourself. And getting yourself help or help for others that you love is another tool in the kit that will allow you to move forward. So take these tips, these three tips of setting boundaries and self-care and recognizing the concerning behaviors and take them and start formulating in your life, where are there areas that I need to start saying no in? Where, who are the people I need to start saying no to? What are the things I need to say no to doing? Because if it's not aligning with your purpose, then it's time to say no. And I, and I want to say one final thing. I am not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that you should always say no to going out and having fun. You should definitely be going out and having fun. There is a lot of value in being around other human beings, as we know, staying connected with each other, and so on. So when you're out there having a good time, you should enjoy all of that. Look for the patterns, though. It's one thing to go out every so often and have yourself a great time. You should. It's a reward. It's it, it puts the icing on the work you're doing, on the cake, the work of the cake that you're baking. It puts that icing. Your life gets super enhanced by that. But when all you're doing are things that are, quote, fun and addictive and give you momentary happiness but not long-lasting, then it's time to start taking a look at why those patterns are happening. So when you find your happiness today, because you will, I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you absolutely take moments to just say, this feels amazing because you deserve it. And on our next episode, a phenomenal guest will be joining us. His name is Brian. I cannot wait for you to hear the conversation that he and I have about purpose and about changing your life 
through yoga and through the philosophy of yoga and through breathing. And his story will inspire you as it certainly inspired me. So watch out for that next episode. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you see it when it comes out. Hit the follow button on your on your podcast platform so you know it's coming out. It's going to be out on Thursday, and I cannot wait to share it with you. See you then. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.